Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. Very excited today because we have an amazing guest, not just because he's an amazing person with amazing information, but he truly is amazing because Tim David used to be, and I guess once you used to be, you probably still are a magician. Uh, we both have that background in common. I used to do magic in nightclubs uh, all the way since the time I was in high school, uh, which is another story for another day. But Tim did magic as well. As a result of that great background on stage, he's able to take that to the stage of business audiences and deliver great corporate presentations. A couple of books he's written, Magic Words, The Science and Secrets Behind Seven Words That Motivate, Engage, and Influence. And by the way, I'm going to pull all seven of those words out before the end of the show. And his most recent book, True Influence, The Magic of Human Connection, uh, is just been out oh, probably since oh, almost two months now. So, Tim, welcome to the show. We have Tim David in the house. Thanks, Jeff. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So did I leave anything out? I mean, anything your mother would want to know and be proud of and... <laughs> I'm sure my mother would go on and on, but uh, I like to be once a magician, always a magician. That's uh, that's spot on right there. Kind of like uh, kind of like the Marines, but uh, a little geekier. I don't think you can get away from it. I mean, you know, you know, you know your card tricks. You, you do card tricks when you're old and you have grandkids. Hey, kids, let me show you how I pull a coin out of your ear and do a card trick. They're going to love you. So, <laughs> yeah, I tried to hold off with my kids. I tried to say, you know, I'll wait for a little while. Don't tell, not tell them I'm a magician, and then one day just absolutely blow their mind with something like, I don't know, making the ketchup float across the table in front of their eyes or something, <laughs> and just and, and not address it. I think I thought that would be uh, that'd be funny, but it ended up being anticlimactic. So, from the time my kids were in junior kindergarten, I did magic shows every year at school. When they finally got into high school, I did the. I mean, I did it till they, they graduated high school. In their senior year, I would not only do the show for the students, who many of them have known me now, for like 13, 14 years, saw all this magic. By the way, very tough audience kids are. And uh, on top of that, um, you know, trying to come up with new material all the time to keep these kids entertained, but also got to entertain the teachers, which was a lot of fun. But the point is, even today, my kids are out of college. Uh, Two of them are. One of them still and They still say, Dad, my friends are coming over. Would you do a magic show for them? So... Um, wow, yeah. that's, that's impressive. I mean, my kids were the exact opposites. Uh, you say kids are the toughest audience. I think our own kids are even tougher. I got the eye rolls right away. There was no patience for dad. Right, and by the way, you know they're really frustrated when they, they say dad, which is typically a one-syllable word, and they draw it out to two. Dad. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> so, all right, enough of that. I want to talk about the seven words, and, and that's a very intriguing title. And I know that when it comes to people dealing with people, especially in customer service situations, either they're helping people out with friendly, helpful service, or they're dealing with complaints and, and being hit with some type of a problem. I would imagine the right words at the right time are the right thing to say. What? Let's talk about those words. Yeah, happy to. I, I, I'm, I think I'm drawn to words for the same reason I was drawn to magic. 
uh, it wasn't for me the the sleight of hand, the finger flicking, the knuckle busting, the practicing, you know, uh, one tiny card move for hours and hours. What fascinated me about magic was the audience's perception of it. I was interested with what went in, on inside their minds and, and how they were sort of perceiving something that clearly isn't true. Uh, and they were perceiving it as, as, as this, this event, this illusion, this, this amazing magical moment. So uh, I, I really became fascinated with psychology and, and neuroscience and perception and, uh, you know, found that words really work in a similar way. You, know, you change the words here slightly, you change it there slightly, you alter the scripts that you use on stage, and you get a very different reaction. And the reason is because some of these words uh, really, really sort of, as I like to say, they, they poke us in the brain. You know, they, they take advantage or they uh, integrate with our very biology. So, so those are the types of words that, that I latch on to, the words that really just grab our attention. They almost force us to uh, engage. They force us to feel something. They force us to react or respond. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's on a biological level. So, uh, so those are the kinds of words that I'm interested in. Those are, you know, not the abracadabras and the hocus pocus, but those very simple words that when used properly can have an amazing impact. And more often I see them used improperly or not used at all. And, and that's when, when some dangers can really happen. All right. Give me, like, the most biologically moving word in your arsenal of words. Ooh, biologically moving. I mean, that was I your word, too, biological. From, yeah, it, it hits yeah. at the biological so, uh, level. It's funny, you know, and, 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 I, and I, I talk about this in the book. I um, ended up getting uh, some people who, who really didn't believe that they were this powerful. You know, words can be this powerful. And, you know, I remember, um, you know, the Today Show, you know, held, held up the book and was like, this guy is saying that this one word is this powerful. And, and I'll tell you the story that I say in the book, and, and I'll sort of let you make up your own mind. But back in the, in the 70s, there was a very famous study by a woman named Ellen Langer at Harvard University. And she did something interesting. She decided she wanted to cut in line uh, in front of people who were trying to use a copy machine and then see what they did, right? That's the life of a psychologist, I guess. She's just <laughs> trying, to, trying to rattle people's cages and see what happens. But she also wanted to, you know, make sure that she uh, did things the same. So she, she said things the same way and acted the same way every single time and sort of wrote down what everybody, what everybody did. So she said, excuse me, may I please go before you, right? Isn't that the magic word that we learn as kids please. is the magic word please, right? Mm -hmm. So the magic word please came out, and unfortunately it wasn't very effective. Uh, she only got about 60, 65% of the people to allow her to, cut in front of her, uh, cut in front of them. So she changed the script, right? Like I said, sometimes on stage, we would change the script and get a very different reaction. She changed the script and she added a reason. She said, excuse me, may I please go before you uh, because I'm in a rush. And then suddenly, instantly, 94% of the people let her go in front. So there's certainly a, a, a compelling component to having a reason, but that, that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is what she did next. She took away the reason, but left the word because, and that's the magic word I want to share with you today. Basically, she said, look, excuse me, may I please go before you because I need to make some copies. Well, 
They all need to make copies. <laughs> That's why they're in line at the copy machine. There's no new information after the word because, just like when your parents said, because I said so. <laughs> no kidding, you said so. I heard you say it. So that magic word because works because over the years of our lives, we hear the word because, and very often there is a good solid reason uh, that follows. So what our brain does and what our brain has learned to do is sort of take these shortcuts. And like I said, this is where the biological component comes in. Your brain is literally wired to, when you hear the word because, automatically become more compliant. You see, even though she took away the reason, she still got a 93%, slightly less, but really? negligible, um, people letting her go in front without a reason. Just that word because makes their brains think, oh, great, good reason is coming. Here you are wanting to go in front. So that's, that's Whether it's a good reason or not. Or whether it's even a reason, right? right, there, right. there could be no information and no reason, uh, but the word because, uh, you know, has that has that effect. Wow, wow. And did, was there a way to bump that 93% up to almost 100%? You know, it's funny because as the task increases in complexity, you know, the, the need for more and more powerful reasons uh, kind of kind of goes up. So if you think about, you know, I, I need you if you're talking to your employees, right? Or, or let, I mean, let's say, let's say you're talking to, you know, one of your reps and, and you need to get them to do something and you need to get them to, to, to work harder, extra hours. You can't just say, I need you to, to do this for the next year because, because reasons, <laughs> you know, just because you can't, it's, it's not going to have the same impact if it's this. Uh, large, complex, long-term tasks. So that's why, you know, there, there's certainly other techniques that you can bring in. But, I mean, gosh, Simon Sinek wrote a book called Start With Why, and, and that is really addressing what people's because uh, is. What's their motivation? What's their purpose? What's their meaning? Uh, and I think that's another reason why, why because is so biologically moving. So first read why, and then the second book to read is your book called Because. Soon to be released. No, just kidding. All right, I love that. So that that's a very cool word. So how does uh, how do these words? You know, and I'm going to ask you for the other words eventually. But give me an example sure. of how this applies in the world of customer service, support, sales, relationship building, in a business sense. Uh, this is much bigger than just asking somebody to. Um, go into, you know, in front of them in a copy machine. I could see customer right, comes right. in, uh, they have an issue, a problem, a question, and, you know, so how do you use that word because or other words to help sure. mitigate any anger and problems that you have with, with somebody? Well, I, I had uh, actually a perfect example happened to me yesterday. I went to get my wife's uh, inspection sticker for her, for her car. And it's it's a it's like a tire place that I went to. So it, it jogged my memory. I'm thinking, oh, that's right. I'm trying to fix my son's power wheels. It's this I know car for toddlers, yep. basically. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, I'm like, all right. So how how do I get it to work? The the wheels are are just plastic. They're slipping. I need to wrap something around these plastic wheels to to make them grip. So I ask the you know the the, the tire company. I say, listen, um, do you have any uh, I guess extra tires that I could have uh, that I could cut up and, and wrap around. It's kind of a, kind of a weird question, but I'm trying to I'm trying to do this thing for my son. So he said to me right out of the gate, "No." 
I can't do that. And, and then left it at that. So that's the example of without the because. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what the heck? Why not? It's, it, I'll, I'll, I'll pay, you know? I mean, this is, what's the problem? And he let it go. And it was, it was, it was a long time. He finished run, you know, running up the transaction. And then later on, right before I left, he said, yeah, I can't do that because it's considered hazardous waste. So we're not allowed to do it. And instantly, when he gave me that reason, uh, my, my feeling of the, the overall experience instantly went through the roof. I, I felt this, oh, well, that's why. That's why you can't do this. And very often, there are times when we can't do something for a client or a customer uh, we truly want to do it. We're not allowed to do it. We're we're feeling pressure. There's, there's some reason we can't do it. So offering that because for them uh, alleviates that that feeling of what the heck? Why not? That's a stupid rule, or you know those kinds of feelings that that can 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 result in a negative interaction. And then suddenly adding that that reason, like like we said earlier, whether or not it's a great reason. Adding that reason will will simply say, "All right, well, fantastic." At, at, at least, least there's a reason. At least I know why. And with right. the right reason, uh, you you start to diffuse the anger. There becomes understanding, and it's not an excuse; it's an explanation. And that is right. a perfect word for that situation, and a perfect time to take a really short break. When we come back, we're going to get into some of the other words. My goal is by the end of this show, we'll have all seven of them. Even if we don't go into great detail with all of them, at least you'll know who they are and what they are and maybe a little bit on how to use them. We've been talking with Tim David, the author of Magic Words, The Science and Secrets Behind Seven Words That Motivate, Engage, and Influence, and the most recent book, True Influence, The Magic of Human Connection. You can get these at Amazon.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Chef Hygen here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24 7 365 days a year just go to www.shepondemand.com once again that's shepondemand.com and remember always be amazing this is amazing business radio with shep hyken we're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Tim David about these magic words. So we've gone deep into the word because. And because we don't have hours, let's see if we can do the next few in just a few minutes and get an idea. And, and I know at the short break, we were talking about a, a bonus word you might throw in there. So uh, give us another really good one. Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest challenges I faced as a magician is I, I think something that, that a lot of reps face. And and that is the moment before the moment. And, and what I mean by that is people sort of come to a magic show with, with, with preconceptions. There's a little bit of baggage. It, with, with other magicians they've seen in the past, um, the, the overall uh, vibe that they feel about magic as a whole, they, oh, here comes this guy. He's going to try to fool us, and I'm going to figure him out. And you can either be very confrontational, or it can be, hey, I love magic. This is going to be a great time. So that moment before the moment is is critically important to creating an amazing experience. And uh, one of the ways I did that was really just how I walked onto the stage, right? How I was introduced, uh, really just everything about the moment before the moment. And and one of the things as, as it relates to words is, is I'll give you the magic word. The magic word is yes, 
the magic word is yes. Uh, the more often we say yes to someone, the more we feel like we like them. And many people think it's the, the, the reverse. Uh, if I like you, then I'll say yes. But it's actually, uh, it actually works in both directions because, remember, the brain loves to use shortcuts. So as long as it associates you with this word yes, regardless of the direction, <laughs> you know, regardless of the chicken or the egg coming first, that liking and that rapport and that relationship is, is strengthened. There was one study done that salespeople who were able to get their prospects to say yes three times early on in an interaction before the, the pitch even – uh, were able to bump their closing rates from 18% to 37%. And they were getting people to say yes to questions like, hi, you're John, right? Yes. yes. Boom, that was the first yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> it doesn't take much. So when I was walking onto the stage, what I wanted to do in order to get them to say yes to me, I wanted to say yes to them. And yes is sometimes a verbal yes. Many, many times it is a verbal yes. Um, in, in service, I, I remember reading a book once that said the 25 power words for customer service reps, and, and the very top of the list was a word called absolutely was the word. Mm -hmm. And that is a version of yes, just absolutely, I can do that for you, sir, happy to do it. That beginning from a place of agreement, that moment before the moment, starting off with, you know, I'm accepting you, uh, you're accepting, you're more likely to accept me. I mean, think about the times when you get a phone call and you're, it's one of those days where you're just like, you've had nine rough calls in a row and the phone rings and you've got to pick up that receiver. It feels like it's a hundred pounds and you're just like, here we go again. Your body language, your verbal language, your uh, tonality, everything is saying no, right? So if we can, if we can find ways to, to recognize and to understand, Hey, you know, uh, this this is uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a great time, uh, and, and accepting them first, uh, I think that goes a long way to doing it. And obviously, you know, getting getting them to say yes. I mean, if we want to get down to the nitty gritty and the practical, and and take it from the theoretical of of you know good feelings, literally getting them to say yes to to simple questions: Is this is this the correct name on the account? Is this the correct account number? I have you showing as this. Uh, address is this all correct and getting them to agree early on is uh, is a good starting point so what did you say when you walked out on stage what was the question or the statement oh so yeah so what i what i would do is i would actually uh get people to say yes i would ask questions and i would end the question with the word yes i would say something like you, uh, it's great it, it, she did a great job yes Right? You're Something a darn like good-looking so audience, yes? <laughs> right. So, you know, saying yes and getting them to, to, to nod their heads or, or say yes back uh, was one of, the, uh, one of the techniques I used. In fact, uh, there is, there's a lot of work I put into body language. You know, I think even over the phone, body language is a critically important skill for that moment before the moment. And, and there are a lot of ways we can say yes with our bodies. And uh, I'd be happy to put... Uh, there's an online course that I did. Uh, normally, I charge for it, but you know, anybody on listening on the podcast, I can find a way to get that to you. Um, I'm not sure the best way to do that. Maybe uh, moreinfluential.com, and then reach out, and I'll send you the uh, the, the link, uh, and I'll and I'll make that available. Maybe Shep, I don't know if you have show notes. Maybe yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the, the show notes. notes. That's the easiest way. Yeah, we'll put totally it in. Good, in good. Yeah. So that'll be that's awesome. Thank you very much. All right. Great. So we have two words so far. We have because. We have yes. Uh, give me another one. Well, most people use the word yes, 
fairly well, and then they immediately ruin it with the next magic word. Not all but. magic words are good. Yes, the magic word is but, and but. Uh, this is something that automatically erases everything that came before it. Remember, human brain loves shortcuts, and they make assumptions based on the words that they hear. So if I say, honey, I love you, but those genes. Hey. <laughs> it's going to be, and she's going to focus on what comes after the word but. I call it the but enhancer. And then whatever comes before the word but, the brain just erases it as though it didn't hear it. So even if you do some good work with the word yes, you can ruin that good work, and many people do, uh, with the word but. So that's, a, that's an easy one. You know, just focus on the order. If you're going to use the word but, focus on the order. Uh, honey, you know, those genes may not be the most flattering, but. I love you. you know, the, the semantics of this, uh, excuse me, the, the meaning is the same, but what's remembered is different. What's right, I like that. is different. And I'll tell you, if there's anything that I learned as a magician, Shep, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but perception is reality. <laughs> and that's what we, right. we do as, uh, as communicators is we create these experiences and perceptions. All right. Well, now we're cranking. So we've got uh, because, yet, but. Uh, go ahead. Give us another. Yeah, I'll give you the whole list, George Carlin style. It is yes. But if because a person's name, which is a fascinating one we can talk about, help and thanks. Thanks is probably my favorite out of all the words. Um, I don't know. I love the holiday here in the States, Thanksgiving. But I just the, the power behind gratitude is remarkable. And what happens when you remove that? You know, if you're walking and someone holds the door for you and you say thanks. If you hold the door for someone else and they don't say thanks – you immediately know how important thanks and gratitude are. So there's, there's a few examples in there we could we could dive into. Chef, uh, I want you kind of. Uh, I want to hear about help, and uh, we'll do that mm-hmm. one. And then when we come back, you said there's a bonus word after the break. Yes. We'll, give, we'll give everybody the bonus word. But now I, I, I can get you know obviously uh, the name. Somebody's name is a very powerful thing to use. Their name it, it, it connects with them. Uh, the word help though. I love mm. it. Uh, I know that uh, – well, I'll share with you a great way that I use help in in trying to get uh, – create some influence with uh, on with the people that I'm trying to do business with. The word help is sure. very powerful. But, but I want to hear you first because this show is about you. <laughs> Actually, it's about well, our I, listeners, I, but you are going to share with our listeners unbelievable beautiful. information, helpful information. So, so yeah I, – I, what, what I what I find interesting about people, we're, we're inherently social social creatures. We we love to uh, be around each other. Even even introverts need some form of social connection. And and one of the things that happens when we help others, uh, and and helping behavior or pro social behavior, psychologists call it, is something that is inver- in, in, observed in very young babies. It's it's almost ingrained. It's almost pre-programmed that we help each other. And, and that's part of our success as a species. Uh, we are rewarded with uh, oxytocin and dopamine. When we, when we help others, it feels good, right? So we all love helping others. However, it's difficult to ask for help. So what a lot of us do is we sort of rob each other of the opportunity to, to be helpful and to extend that helping hand. And, um, man, I've seen organizations use this word, not just in their, in their scripts and their phone outlines and those kinds of things, but backstage, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, they, they get their teams to help one another, and when they do, social bonds are formed, 
they become more productive, they're more engaged, they're more uh, job satisfaction goes through the roof. And, and it's very simple. Adam Grant recommends what he calls a reciprocity ring. I call it the help circle. Mm-hmm. Basically, every, every meeting, every time you get together as a team, you create a space for people to ask for help. And it doesn't have to be work-related. If someone is moving on Saturday and they need a truck, they can raise their hand during the help circle and, and simply ask for help. Creating a space to ask for help, valuing the word help and encouraging the word help uh, certainly creates uh, some you know, great uh, culture benefits. Uh, but also just simply using it and, and tapping into that biology and the desire for people to help in our one-to-one interactions, you know, with, with these customers and clients that we are speaking with. So uh, it's, it's much more effective to ask for help with something than it is to demand that they do it or request, you know, that, that you know, I, I used to do this a lot when I was doing cold calls, Jeff. I would say things like, hey, listen, um, I have a bit of a weird question and, and I need your help. Hopefully, hopefully you might be the person who can help me out on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. With, and and I would that's exactly how I use it in business when I'm and when I need something when someone's not responding it's like please help me I'm not sure what mm, to do help next. me to understand yeah yeah help me to understand but because this is this is exactly how we say it please help me I'm not sure what to do two weeks ago you expressed interest you asked for information blah 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 you said to follow up with you I followed up with you I didn't hear back I called again a few days later I don't want you to think I'm stalking. But I do want you to know I'm serious about help. You know, uh, working together if you're interested. So please help me by you know whatever. And, and but what about the other way around? And then when and then we're going to take a short break. Here's a quick question. Sure. Maybe there's a quick answer. What if I'm on the other end and uh, somebody comes to me with a problem? I say I'm so glad you came in with me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you resolve this. Is that a good way of using that power word help? You know, it, it can be, and having a willingness to help is a rapport builder. You know, one of, one of the, best, the best abilities is availability, they say. So if you're willing to help and using that, uh, that, that word that way, uh, I would say that that is helpful. Uh, I, I, would, I would also say it, it certainly pales in comparison to the – and this, this is, an, again, remember, brain uses shortcuts. We think we help people that we like. But once again, if we do even a small favor for someone, we feel intuitively that we like them more. In fact, studies have been done, you know, where assistants will accidentally, in air quotes, accidentally drop some pens. And when the participant picks up the pens to help, they have no idea that that's the actual experiment. Like the act of helping suddenly makes that participant more likely to do all kinds of things for that research assistant. So uh, again, it's, it's just a, a, such a close link in our mind that when we help, uh, we like, and we like those we help. So one of the things that people who need to involve like customer retention, they use the word help uh, in a wonderful way. You know, so let's let's give a, a minor little uh, little script here. You know, let's combine a few magic words. Let's say someone calls to cancel their service. Um, you know, many many people might say, "Why would you? Do, why do you want to cancel? Let's find out a way." Was it, is it, was it the price? Is it this? And they immediately go into an interrogation. What we learned earlier. I think is I know who we're getting. It, we're getting close to talking about something <laughs> that happened a couple of years ago. And here's what I want to do. I want you to hold that yeah. thought because we need to take sure. a short break. And we come back. This is you're going to use a number of words in the same sentence, and you're going to relate it to somebody trying to cancel their service 
Oh, let me guess who that is. I'll let you guess <laughs> whether you're listening at the break. We'll be right back. We've been talking with uh, Tim David about these magic words, words that make a difference when it comes to customer service, customer relations. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Tim David, getting ready to share with us a very specific example of a customer that's trying to cancel a service. Uh, I know, and, and, and I have to be fair about it, when we were offline earlier, even before the show started as we were getting into our conversation, you mentioned a company name, and he asked if you could use it. And I said, yeah, go for it. Everybody knows what happened. Right. So go ahead. Share the story. Yeah, I saw recently on, on on social media, and this happened a couple. This incident, you know, happened a couple of years ago, where somebody right. tried to cancel their service with with Comcast, and and it went viral. You know, the call was recorded and went viral, and you know, the, the ripple effects are profound and lasting. Somebody recently posted on social media, "Hey, when you think of uh, of a company that has bad service, what's the first company that comes to mind?" And out of you know, 150 or so comments. Maybe 120 of them were were Comcast, Ooh, and ouch. you know that, and you know so that's that is that audience member who doesn't like magic. You know that's that moment before they people even call Comcast, they have their defenses up. And what we need to do is we need to use these magic words to hopefully break them down. Um, and there's a lot of other uh, other areas that I know. Uh, you know we could certainly talk about. Uh, solutions to this but if we're looking at just a simple script a simple way to just get back on the right foot we're going to use uh, some, some magic words here, including a bonus magic word right and by the way so uh for those that aren't 100 percent familiar with what happened at comcast and i've got to give comcast some credit they've hired new people they, they've got a new executive in charge of their customer service initiative that was an incident that brought negative service to light in a large organization and just like the united airlines debacle of last year where they had the issue with the with them taking the passenger very physically off the plane it it opens Mm -hmm. everybody's eyes every once in a while and you know sometimes a lot of good can come from this so somebody tried to cancel their service and the customer service rep wasn't so customer service focused they were like interrogating this person why do you want to cancel (laughs) I just want to – you have to tell me or I can't cancel. I just want to cancel. And it went on and on and on. Anyway, go ahead uh, with the story This because this is great. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, and, and to be fair, you know, we came in, what, 12 minutes into the conversation that recording did. So we don't know if the rep did this. We don't know fully, you know, what this rep was trained to do or where their focus was. There's a lot of uh, a lot of angles we could we could uh, approach this, but again, my my focus is the words that we say, and and if we throw in some simple magic words, uh, it may not fix the entire problem, but it gives us sort of the the best chance. And you know, the, the three words are yes, thanks, 
and help. And then there's a bonus word as well that is that is uh, sort of implied, and it will it will come in the following conversation. So yes, I can absolutely take care of that for you today. Alleviate the the person's fears. Uh, that that yes, that absolutely, that that beginning from a place of agreement is is getting that that heckling. Uh, audience member to to sort of uncross their arms and say, okay, we're just here to have a good time. It's not about being fooled. <laughs> you know, yes, I can absolutely take care of that for you. Thanks for being a loyal customer to this point. An extension of gratitude, once again, has remarkable power. That is probably the word that I came across the most uh, overwhelming research and studies and case after case of uh, the importance of gratitude and expressing it but also receiving it is really important too. So uh, thanks for being a, lo- a loyal customer to this point. Uh, I just uh, need your help with something. So you ask them for help, and this is now where you finally go into the questions of what was it? You know, as as I'm processing this this cancellation here, uh, I was wondering if you'd do me a quick favor. I was wondering if you could help us out. And uh, and that's the bonus word. The yep. bonus word is us. All right. So uh, we, I was going to help, help us. us out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more you say I words, me words, and, um, you know, myself, those kinds of words, the, the less perceived influence you have. James Pennebaker spent much of his life studying the pronouns that we use, and his single most consistent finding is the, in any inter- interaction, the person who uses the fewer I words is the person with the higher perceived status. So if you want to direct a conversation, if you want to have influence, if you want to be, uh, again, perceived as, as high status in, in the interaction, in the, in the conversation, and don't we all wish to sometimes direct these conversations where we hope for them to go, then use more words like us and we and you and make it about the relationship uh, and, 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 and not just the transaction. So, uh, there is, there is a lot of, uh, brain power that is dedicated to who is us and who is them. And if we can identify them as a them, they're outside the circle of trust. Communication breaks down almost instantly. If they're, if they're in the audience and they're just trying to figure out your trick step, uh, you're a them. You're all oh, one of these magicians, one of those guys. Right. right? So if you can if you can break down that and get inside the circle of us, uh, then then that is uh, that is a phenomenal place. So asking for help and then directing the conversation using those types of words. Let's was another power word from that book that I uh, that I referenced earlier, and uh, let us you know us together. Let's go ahead and find out if we can get to the bottom of this. Right, love it. Love so it. Uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. And we're running out of time, and and but you've given us not only seven words, you've given us a bonus word. Uh, great ideas. Incorporate these words because yes, but if the name of the person, help, thanks, and bonus is us, and you learn how to use these words the right way, and you'll have better relationships, deliver a better better level of service, engage people uh, at a level that I think hits to their uh, what is it the biological flow of. Uh, <laughs> that causes a biological change. Uh, I think it it changes in their brain. So here's what we do at the end of every show. Uh, Tim, one final thought, the one thing. So here it goes. The question goes like this. If there's one thing that you could think of that you want to make sure this audience absolutely remembers when we're finished with this show, it could be something you want to emphasize or something new, 
what would that one thing be? Yeah, very simply, it's it's not what you say, right? This is coming from a guy who wrote a book called Magic Words. But it's also not how you say it. I think the only thing that matters is what they hear. And if we can really own what we say and how we say it and, and own that the reaction that we get is not uh, a factor or a function of the other person, but we do have some control uh, of, of these interactions, uh, I, I think we're going to be off to a great start. I love it. It's not what you say. It's not, uh, I'm writing, I, I wrote this down. It's not how you say yeah. it. It's what they hear. And sometimes yeah, what they hear is different <laughs> than what them. you've said and how you've said it. Love it. Love it. The book, again, from Tim David is called Magic Words, the Science uh, the yeah, the yeah, Science and Secrets Behind the Seven Words that Motivate, Engage, and Influence. And then the most recent book, which we really didn't get into, but maybe we'll come back down the road for another episode of Amazing Business Radio. And that book is True Influence, The Magic of Human Connection. Both of these books are available on Amazon.com. Tim, you're awesome, or should I say you're amazing. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. My pleasure, Chef. It was uh, great to talk to a fellow uh, former magician. Uh, and by the way, did you notice I used your name? I said thanks, and you helped to make this a wonderful <laughs> episode. Yes, I want to have you again. Uh, but I'm not going to be able to do so for another month. But when we come back, I'm not, I don't know. I, I could go on and on. Awesome, man. You've been great. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, another episode of Amazing Business Radio. My name's Shep Hyken, and like I do at the end of every episode, I remind you about my three magic words, and I want you to remember them too, and that is to simply always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.